Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan. I'm James. And I'm Callum. And tonight we're talking The Mandalorian and everything Disney+. Plus. Yeah. First, I just want a quick update on last week where we talked about Death Stranding. Since then, I finished the game and I, I really liked it. A lot of people complained about it online. Um, I was a bit disappointed last week. We didn't really talk about the game a lot. We just kind of rambled. But um, yeah, I really liked it. And I, I like the... I, want, I really want to talk about the story and the characters and all the the weird philosophy and like just just the if anything it's like one of my favorite movies of the year just i find the the ideas in it really interesting and the cut scenes and the the kind of quote-unquote filmmaking of it um that i really want to talk about it so i think even though we talked about last week how once everyone's finished it we might do another episode i think once callum's finished it me and him will just do like a mini sode and and really get down and and discuss well i've been delivering my packages yeah <laughs> um, and also Half-Life Alex, which we mentioned last week, the trailer, since last week the trailer's come out, looks pretty cool, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> VR, mm. Yeah, it's... You know what, release a VR version, sure. Yeah. Maybe also give us a standard game yeah. as well, and that will keep, that will make it def- everyone happy. It definitely feels like they're, like, testing the waters for their technology and trying to get people more more sales of their new technology. I think we've talked about this off air, and my stance is, unless you're going to override my optical nerve, yeah, we I talked, don't care. We talked about it last week, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. But, I mean, it looks interesting, we'll see. It comes out in March 2020, which is a lot sooner than... Yeah, that's ballsy, because that's yeah. also cyberpunk territory yeah. and Final Fantasy VII remake Last, territory. last of Us 2 as well. Like, yeah, that's, so... That's ballsy. <laughs> Look, realistically... As I said last week regarding this game, yeah. only 0.33% yeah. of the Steam user base it's, has the hardware they, they're trying to, trying to push with this game. Yeah. I don't think they're... They don't really care if it's a big hit. No. Like, Valve Valve has so much money uh, at this point just from being a vendor yeah. that they probably couldn't think, care uh, less. Yeah, I think it's a guaranteed hit because of Half-Life. It, you know? it is. That's why they're doing it, so they can get but, sales but if of you, their... At the same time, if you have one of the headsets, you get it for free. Yeah, oh, really? I think G- Gabe doesn't care. If no, it's, it's uh, granted. I say this knowing they're a commercial behemoth. Mm. I'm pretty sure this game is being made for the art and not for the money. Mm. I said because, like I said, they're not going to make. They're not going to. Yeah, I didn't want this conversation to go for so long, but now I disagree because last week I was saying it feels like a very cynical decision of like how do we get people to yeah. buy our no, new like, yeah, VR it works, technology? It, so you, it works with all, all the most popular sort ah. of technologies, but if you own valves, if you, own, you, you get, you get it, for it for free, free. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah, so um, I guess should we talk about Disney Plus first and just yeah. the service in general yeah. and um, like yeah. So um, have you subscribed yet? Yeah, yeah. I've also subscribed. I'm still like when you subscribe, you get the seven day free trial, which I'm, pretty, I'm still on. I'm pretty sure I'm past the seven day free yeah. trial, but it's but, only nine dollars. I probably didn't notice yeah. it. But when you um, subscribe for the seven day trial, you have to put your card details, which is normal. Yeah. So technically, I'm subscribed. I, I paid for the whole year. Just it's cheaper, and you get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty nice. You know, it, it the, looks. The actual nice. has a nice slick look. Yeah. Yeah. The actual user interface is really nice. That's like my favorite thing about the whole service at yeah. this point. Is just the user interface. It's really nice and clean. Yeah, I do like some things. It's kind of like a good mixture of Netflix and Amazon. Like it's got some strengths of yeah. both, and it's got a lot of weaknesses. A lot of, you know, there's teething problems because it's so new. Um, people's accounts have already been hacked. But that's every new... When Netflix was new, they got hacked like a million times. So, that's not really their fault. 
I also I I don't think there's any like continue watching section. If you no, there's not. Like if you stop something halfway through and then start later, it'll still yeah. save your progress. But I don't think there's any. There's continue. no list or continue watching. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a little strange. I'm I'm sure they'll add it. It'll come. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been out for a lot here. It's been out for like what a week. Mm. So yeah. Um, I, I think if you're a parent to a young child, yeah, this is an amazing service. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. It's got all the Disney stuff, Pixar stuff. Man, you yeah. don't have to worry too much either about what your kids are watching. I mean, there's some yeah, stuff that's I mean, a little edgier than others. Yeah, but like Netflix, you can choose the ki- like a kid's account. Oh, so, yeah. I guess it gets rid of some of the... Gets rid of two programs. Yeah, it gets rid of... Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, what's but the edgiest thing on the service? It's, it's Mandalorian, it's probably. Oh, it's maybe some of the animal shows that might show violence in the animal kingdom. Oh, that's maybe like that. Simpsons. National Geographic sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe The Simpsons. Nah. Mm, nah. But, yeah, like, it, like, I just went through the whole thing and I, like... Because there's there's a lot of content, but there's still it's there's still enough that you can go through it all, yeah, um, kind of quickly. So I just went through the whole list of content last night and just put all the stuff that I wanted in my watch One, list. Yep. And it's really cool because I got like the old gargoyles cartoon. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I was think, just like, yes. I think that's probably its biggest strength at the moment for people like us yeah. is the cartoons. Oh man, like the two D old school. Yeah, cartoons. they've got like the old Fantastic Four and Iron Man the animated, and Silver and Surfer. The, I don't think they have X Men yet, they, but yeah, they, they better do. put it. No, they do have X Men. Do they? Yeah, they also have Spider Man. They have I know X-Men. they have, have Spider Man. They do have X Men. Right, I'm going to double check when I go home tonight because it we, wasn't there we when saw, I checked. We, no, we yeah. saw it when I was going through it. Okay. Yeah, they have the X Men. Okay, good. All the classic nineties yeah. X Men. Yeah. They have uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, that one um, I got. Well, they have all that stuff. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, they have the Simpsons. Yeah. Which I wouldn't suggest watching yet. I do would they? Wait have, well, if you that's can. that's the other thing is because there was that controversy where they cropped it from original four by three to 16 by nine so it fits modern televisions but they ended up just cutting off the top and bottom and so you lose a lot of visual information you lose a lot of jokes and people have been rightly complaining about it luckily though disney has said they were going to fit they're going to fix it and i reckon what early 2020 yeah, yeah. all so, the seasons will be you can watch them in their original yeah. aspect ratio i guess it's it's dumb that they they shouldn't have done it in the first place but it's good that they said they're going to fix it or yeah. they should have had. They should have released it with both. Like you can choose. No, they yeah. should just release it in four by three. People have to get over this fear Look, of a couple of black bars on the side of the screen. But also, a lot of modern TVs have the capability of you to change the aspect ratio anyway, so they can always be like stretch it, stretch it. Yeah. So if people are really anal about wanting sixteen nine, they want the whole TV field. You can do that at a hardware level. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do they have Futurama? No. I, I wonder what's so. up with that. I think just slowly, that's on Netflix though. Yeah, I th- I think there's still a lot of stuff that's um, licensed. licensed to other places, and I, so I, yeah, I think as the years go on and yeah. license agreements and well, Disney, will especially just, with all the Fox I mean, stuff, yeah, I mean, like there's no there's no Deathstalker on Disney Plus yet. So hopefully, once those licensing issues <laughs> <have been> resolved. <laughs> Um, Could you imagine Deathstalker like the kids' adventures? Oh god, no! Disney should stay away. Um, I want that. I want the Amazon reboot series that we talked about. But yeah, like uh, I think yeah, as the years go by, especially with the Fox properties, we'll see more and more stuff. Yeah. I, I think as the years go by, this will get stronger and stronger. For me personally, like I, I'm getting my money's worth at the moment while I'm watching The Mandalorian and some other stuff. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. To people who don't have young kids just yet. Oh. When The Simpsons gets fixed, 
then it's a hard yes. Look, I'd say it's worth the money, considering it's cheaper than Netflix, like it's worth the money just now with the content now. Yeah. If you want to watch the old like Disney cartoons, the old superhero cartoons, it's got all the Marvel movies, MCU movies, got all the Star Wars movies. Does it have Last Jedi? Not yet because of rights. Although well, it has the orig- it has them all in 4K. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they're not. They're, they're not. not, it's not they're the not same. the. They're, yeah. they're the special yeah. editions. So that's actually that's another pro I will give Disney Plus. Yeah. Unlike Netflix, you don't have to pay extra to get the 4K HDR content. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling eventually, like the price is just going to go up and up and up, and then they might add tiers later on. But at the moment, it's pretty cool. It's just like. Like Amazon, it's just like you pay for it and you get it, and there's no Amazon's still the cheapest. Yeah, <laughs> fifty nine bucks yeah, yeah. a year. Um, there's still some problems with like censorship and like they've been cutting a few things out, but it's not too bad. Like they've they've not been like completely destroying. There's everything. been no wholesale editing. Yeah, yeah, but it's still. I mean, but we knew it was we knew Disney. That's what yeah. they do. So there is that problem. I think in Europe. And the UK, they don't even get the Mandalorian until like March or May 2020, which is weird. insane. Ooh. That's really so weird. So like, and, th- and they want to let people this, pirate exactly. And even with this new affordable streaming service with all this content, there's still enough problems and still enough rights issues and still enough censorship and still enough teething issues and still enough stupid executive corporate decisions that just justify piracy and alternate. You especially know, these seeking days, alternate with, ways to watch it. Especially these days, when physical most, media as well. Like yeah. uh, you know, this whole Simpsons debacle. I'm like, well, I got them on DVD. They're in four by three. I'm not going to be losing any information there. That's right. And especially these days, when most people have the MBN, it's not hard to just download what you want. Yeah, that's right. Or yeah, have well, affordable. We, we talked. Yeah, we talked about this on the piracy episode where streaming has to be easier than piracy. For it to yeah. like, I mean, work. I mean, I don't want to repeat, don't want to repeat ourselves, but we live in an era where I will pay. For example, the lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouse is a movie I deeply want to yeah. see, but yes, I could technically go and see it at the one time it's playing at the one cinema or whatever. Well, as far as I know, it's not coming out here until January, yeah. if at all. Yeah. So my point is, we live in an era where. I have money. I can pay online. Yeah. I want to watch this film. I will give someone 20 bucks yeah. to watch this film. But at the moment, they will not allow me to. No. I, I am not allowed to pay for a film that yeah. I want to see. Technically, exactly. we can. If you pay like... It's something crazy like 50 grand. But you can buy a box and then you have to spend like $500 to get a movie sent downloaded to New it. Releases. Nah, that, that, but that, is I that, that was, theaters. One, is that... Available in Australia. Yeah. Two, oh, is that not. all movies no, or is that specific that's blockbuster? Like a, that's, a, that's a rich American thing. Yeah. Uh, so probably not available here. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. But my point is, it's like... Yeah, we want to pay. We talked about in the piracy. Yeah. We want to pay for stuff. If you make it easy, accessible, yeah. affordable... And that goes for the Mandalorian. Lucky, like, luckily, we get access to it. Yeah. But like, if you live in Europe and you're willing to pay good euros yeah. or whatever... You're not allowed. Sorry, it's, man. Yeah, it's but this insane. is not the first time that Disney has been withholding. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, the more we enjoy Disney Plus when it starts getting the Fox content, we're shooting ourselves in the feet almost. Mm. Because then Disney are less likely to replay some of these movies in theaters or... Well, they've oh, already made that yeah. decision. So, I don't think, like, not watching them on the service is going to uh, convince them to start releasing them yeah, that's right. in cinemas again, you know? So... You know, they've already done that. It's not going to change their mind. Um, you guys want to mention anything else? Should we move on to actually talking about the, the Mandalorian? No. Yeah. 
moving on. Yeah. Um, well, first, speaking of teething problems with the, the Disney Plus service, when I started watching The Mandalorian, the first few lines of dialogue are in like the Huttese and there's uh, no, language. There's no subtitles. No, and there is subtitles. No. But then the next few lines of dialogue are in English. But my service uh, watching The Mandalorian automatically put the dialogue in German. And so it goes from Huttese, the alien language, to German. And I'm and like, you didn't know it was alien language. Yeah, no, and I was an like, and language? I was like, are they speaking? I'm like, that sounds like German. Why? Like, that's not Huttese. That's not an alien language. I'm like, hang on a second. So I had to like reboot it and start again. And it kept going. It kept defaulting, and I kept like having to change it manually. Did and you I have was- a VPN on set to Germany? No. Okay. So it's just it was really annoying, but it, it after like five minutes, I was just like really angry, and then it fixed itself, and I was like, okay, good. So luckily that wasn't a big problem because otherwise I was like, I'm gonna have to. I just paid for this service. I'm gonna have to go and download it just so I can watch it in English. <laughs> oh god. Um, also, did you guys hear about? Um, speaking of like Disney Plus's like censorship and changing things, they changed Star Wars again. Yes, what they, yes. The, the, they changed the shootout. With, yeah. Um, so there's Greedo this thing. There's the... this thing people are calling McClunky, <laughs> which so in in the original. 1977 Star Wars. Han shoots first. Han, yeah. Greedo is pointing his blaster at Han and Han shoots him before Greedo can shoot at all and kills him. Then in the special edition, the genius that is George Lucas decided that, I guess that was too harsh for children. I don't know what his rationale was. I think think it was that he doesn't want people to see Han as yeah. a villain. Even though Greedo made it expressly clear I mean, that he was going to kill if him. You, if you point a gun at anyone anywhere and they also have a gun, they're going to yeah. shoot you. Also, it's a Western and, yeah. and Han Solo is a roguish kind of, yeah. you know... you know. Anyway, like, so yeah, they changed so it. They changed it. So George Lucas edited, like weirdly, oddly, digitally edited it. So they shoot Greedo, Greedo, no, like Greedo shoots just like... A second, yeah. just a second before Han, but there's because they're point blank. Greedo has to like completely miss to where the laser bolt like goes near Han's head, and then they awkwardly digitally moved Harrison Ford's head so it looks like he's dodging. Like, like oh, no. what's that? What's that Photoshop tool where you just kind of walk, Mad, um, like a puppet? Is it called puppet? I'm not sure. Where you just kind of rotate something, uh, probably. Yeah, and it's re- and then ha- and then Han shoots and kills Greedo. It's mo- most weird, awkward, and that's where the whole Han shoots first controversy came from. And people were so mad about that change, as well as all the other changes. It's one of the many reasons I always complain about the special editions and why I only watch the theatrical version. But Disney, in their infinite wisdom, decided it'd be a good idea to change it again. Where it's still the special edition version where Greedo shoots and Han dodges it and then Han shoots. But they added an extra line of Hatti's alien language for Greedo that he says just before he fires. And it sounds like the word McClunky. And people are like, what the hell is McClunky? What the hell is going on? Why do they change it again? Is it an in-joke somewhere in Lucasfilms? I think it's some poor Disney executive or some poor guy at Disney who... For some, I don't know why they decided to change it, but I think they decided to. This is my theory: is that McClunky means draw, and that they were trying to make it even more honourable than George Lucas's weird, fucked up 
morality yeah. weird thing that he was trying to imprint on the scene yeah. where Greedo was saying, like, draw, and then they both fire at the same time. That's my th- weird theory. But it's just so unnecessary. You've already changed it and ruined the scene. Now you're doing it again. And this will not be the last change. Well, that's a thing. I'm hoping I do not alter it further. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping you know, ten years from now, you go onto Disney Plus and you're like, oh yeah, I want to watch uh, Iron Man one, and all of a sudden there's like some weird CGI stuff going on. You in the wait tw- twenty years down the line when we were talking about Star Wars. Uh, we'll talk about how they edited it so uh, Greedo has a lightsaber. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, oh, right. Everyone has, has lightsaber. Han has a lightsaber. Han has a lightsaber. He deflects Greedo's blaster. Chewie, Chewie's bowcaster has a lightsaber running across it. So, like, where the crossbow portion is. <laughs> yeah, the definitive edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I went off track there. That's all right. But, uh, yeah, The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series, which, I mean, they've been talking about making a... Star Wars TV series for decades. I don't, I don't know if this is true or I've just it's I've, it's been in like the media or a comic strip. I, I think I referenced it in Penny Arcade. With, was there supposed to be a live action like Jedi school sort of teenage drama? I wouldn't. I that doesn't ring a bell, but I wouldn't be surprised if at one point that was because I don't know if it was just planned, a comic like, taking the piss yeah. or if that was based in reality. Look, it, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, like it, it I wouldn't sounds be surprised. feasible. Yeah, but it, there, I don't know if that has any factual basis. There's yeah, there's a long like history of like George Lucas saying he's going to make a TV show, and there was the there was a Star Wars Underworld, which was I think around around the time Revenge of the Sith came out. George Lucas was like, we're making this like crime show set in. The Star Wars universe is going to be set like on the lower levels of Coruscant. It's going to be about bounty hunters and, you know, young Han Solo might show up and, and then, you know, it's going to, you know, young, young Boba Fett might yeah. show up and, uh, and it would be this kind of, and that it was be between Revenge of the Sith and, uh, New Hope. New Hope and it'd be like about the rise of the empire. And, and so that was interesting and that, but at the time they couldn't really, I don't think they could really feasibly make a show like TV show. With the with a budget like a Star Wars TV show with yeah. a like a, a manageable budget, so that fell through. But I, I think it's also because George Lucas, at the end of the day, he squandered the property. Look, why can't they just be like Cheers in a cantina? Well, that that's what I was gonna say. Is at the end of the day, Lucas for fifteen or however many years between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, he really squandered the property because he owned the right. There are not many people yeah. who can say they own the rights to their big fran- like to their franchise, um, and so he could have made any number of TV shows or or you know there was those crappy Ewok movies and there was like the weird droids animated thing and the e- weird Ewok animated thing, but like he never really Christmas special. Yeah, well, we don't talk. Well, he didn't have we, he didn't have anything to do with the holiday special, but ah. like he never actually like. Could you imagine a nineties Star Wars animated series? That'd be cool. Like in the vein of the shows we were just talking about, yeah, with like gargoyles cool. and still violent. And, yeah. yeah um, be, well, after looking it up for a bit, I couldn't find anything. It might have just been a yeah, joke. it's probably a joke. But y- you know what I'm saying? Like George Lucas for like so long squandered the Star Wars property. He had such this rich, vibrant world to explore and he could have made any number of movies, TV shows, yeah, uh, video, well, video games they kind of made, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's true. And like you were saying, like the budget, 
yes, there, there might be a standard that people ex, uh, expect from Star Wars, but at the end of the day, if it was whatever they were spending on Star Trek, yeah. Deep Space Nine and TNG and Voyager, they could have spent that on Star Wars. That's right. And feasibly made a pretty cool Star Wars show in the 90s. Yeah. Um, like, absolutely. what's the difference between, as you said, Deep Space Nine and, like, a Jedi school show? The, the only, yeah, the only difference would be is that, like... Like, in terms of cost and... Yeah, you'd, you'd probably just... the ali- Maybe the alien budget, because the reason Star, Star Trek kind of has so many humanoid aliens is because they just wanted to keep costs down and they needed to make it easy for, you know, an actor comes in, you slap a ridge on his forehead and now he's an alien. Or you you slap a little horn on a dog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas you, in Star Wars, they took, I guess, a little bit more of like, there's a lot of humanoid aliens, but there's also a lot of more animalistic kind of strange shape aliens. So, yeah, you, you need to... But then they, they made, like, Farscape. Yeah. That, that had a lot Jim of... Jim Henson, that man. Was, yeah, that was, mup, you know, lots of Muppety kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, it was... But it's, my point is, yes, it would have been hard, but George Lucas completely just squandered that yeah, property right. for like, years. The only thing good we got out of it was the EU, the novels, the comic yeah. books, the, the video games. Some yeah. really good video games. You know what? That man, bless his heart, as much as we hate him, mm. LucasArts is a game company... Yeah, was he, back in the day, second to none. Um, yeah. He did. He did use his Star Wars money to good effect on video games, like not not just the Star Wars games. Yeah, like they, the really, they really made some yeah. great yeah. adventure games. What was that? Was it? Was it called the Dig? Yes, yeah, the, the Dig. Dig. Like a point and click. Uh, the Dig yeah. Loom. Yeah. Um, All the classics. They made some was, Indiana Jones it, point and click yeah. games. Indiana Jones games were pretty good. What was that? It was Monkey Island, Lucas? Yeah, Us? yeah. yeah. Uh, was that Sierra? I can't remember. Jamie, look it up. I'll look it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, it was LucasArts. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, was, so that was like the golden age of... Yeah, but anyway, so Mandalorian is the first live action. So it's taken Disney to finally milk the property dry for them to <laughs> finally get that yeah. last drop of TV um, milk out. Um, and Monkey Island was LucasArts. Very oh, good. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a show following a mysterious Mandalorian warrior... I think it's set five years after Return of the Jedi. And he's played by possibly Pedro Pascal. We haven't possibly. seen his face yet. Yeah, possibly. He's either the voice well, or the actor. Well, actually, I want to talk about this later, but he, as far as I know, <laughs> they started shooting before he was cast. So it's, <laughs> it's possible that he's not under the helmet in, in, in every the, shot. In these current episodes, yeah. But I think in a certain amount of... of we'll, we'll see his face eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so it's about a Mandalorian warrior five years after Return of the Jedi. Uh, the Empire has kind of fallen, but there's like some warlords kind of spread around the yeah. Outer Rim while while the uh, while the New Republic is setting up in the core worlds. And yeah, it's basically he's like a lone gunslinger, bounty hunter going yeah. around. It's a Boba Fett show without Boba Fett. I've been saying that since they announced it. Yeah, the Mandalorian. It's always going to be yeah, Boba Fett. But it's like on one hand, it makes sense because they they don't want to have the baggage of what the Boba Fett character. Yeah. They don't want to have to stick to any one thing. That's right. But there's so many things that are similar to to Boba Fett that I was kind of like, it's 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 like with all these new Star Wars things where it's like they're just doing the same thing over so, and over uh, again. What I noticed was, did you ever play uh, the Old Republic online game? I don't think I did, no. So, it was a Star Wars MMO. Yeah. And one of the classes is Bounty Hunter. Yeah. 
And that class was solely, basically solely based on Boba Fett. Now, uh, like the flamethrower, uh, for example, yeah, uh, that features heavily in that class, and like a lot of the other stuff, like the, a lot of the um, the yeah. missiles that come from the arms. So I'm like, I feel like it's the character is like the actual visual design is based on Boba Fett, yeah. But there's also a lot of elements from like the, no, no, no. the, the so, expanded universe, yeah, no, no. So, so all those gadgets you just described, that's all Boba Fett yeah. stuff that they co-opted into that bounty hunter class for that video game. Whereas a bounty hunter class shouldn't have all those gadgets. That's that's more of a that that would be a Boba Fett class or a Mandalorian class. Yeah, my point but, is like there's like yes, it started with Boba Fett. Yeah, but I think that a lot of this stuff it has become the identity of it is now larger than Boba Fett. True, the the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean. the the Mandalorian like concept. Uh, yeah, culture and weaponry. Like yeah, that that kind of. The tribal aspects. Yeah, went uh, yeah went further than than just Boba Fett. So yeah, that's true. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. these start the new all the new Star Wars stuff feels always a little bit retready. Uh, look, I think Boba Fett's such a large imposing character on Star Wars. Yeah, that anything related to anything Mandalorian is going to also oh, draw definitely, parallels. Definitely, I think it would have been interesting if they had like. Instead but of I, having I a Boba think, Fett class, they had a new type of Mandalorian. But no, but that's uh, like if they made a Mandalorian show about the Mandalorians, then you'd say, yeah, there's a little bit of Boba Fettness, but overall, it's about the culture of the warriors and the yeah. Like, that would be a very good. That'd be a different show. Yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting but, idea. Yeah, but making it about a Mandalorian who's also a lone gunslinger yeah. and he's also who's, who's also a yeah. legendary bounty hunter. Who carries that yeah, tuning yeah. fork pulse rifle that's from yeah. the holiday special that Boba Fett carries, you know, who who uh, freezes his it uh, is a cool targets. Weapon, yeah, it is pretty cool. He freezes in his car- targets yeah. in carbonite, you know, like... Oh, yeah, look, it's Boba Fett, but it's not Boba, Boba Exactly. Fett. Yeah. But I, I can understand why. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, but it, it's just... Uh, like every, everyone who's listening to the show knows our feelings towards the new Star Wars. And so, like, I had no... Like a new a Star Wars TV show, I should be so overwhelmingly excited. I should be like I was cautious going yeah. in. Me, I was like, I'm just gonna watch it uh, just for the show, and we'll talk about it. And it's like it'll, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's good or whatever. I thought it was okay. I liked it. It's fun. I don't think it's great. It's not as good as everyone's saying it is. You know, I was actually talking about that with Nathan uh, earlier today. I'm yeah. talking about how the the hype for it made me really wary. Yeah. Because whenever a new movie comes out, everyone's like, oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best since Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. I'm like, no, you, you said that about Rogue One. Yeah. You were wrong. Yeah. You, a lot of people said that about Force Awakens. Yeah. That didn't pan no. out. They certainly said that about The Last Jedi. Yeah. No, it's so definitely wrong I don't about trust that. public opinion no. anymore about Star Wars. Yeah. So when everyone's saying how the like a few people, like The Mandalorian makes me love Star Wars again. Yeah. I'm like... Do you love Star Wars or do you like yeah. Bounty Hunters? And you get those people who also came out when Last Jedi was released. The people who were like, I never liked Star Wars before until now. Yeah, it's like... And I'm like, hang on a second. Yeah. Do you like Star Wars or do you like Akira Kurosawa and Westerns? Because I can show you a Western. If like if you're liking The Mandalorian specifically uh, no. and says it brings we'll, back to Star Wars, yeah, I can no, just no. show you a, a Western. We'll, 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 that's getting off track because I could go on a tangent for four hours about that. Um but this is the thing about The Mandalorian is, yes, it's a Western uh, uh, show and it has those influences that the original Star Wars had and that we always complain the new Star Wars doesn't have. 
But I think the Mandalorian also, it's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's this, not safe. It, no, it's, it is safe. It's, yeah, it's a safe. It's very simple. It's, I think it's, it's aimed, it's definitely aimed, it's got some violence in it, but it's aimed more co- towards kids. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, it was surprisingly short episodes. I thought it was going to be like a 45 minute, you know, 50 minute yeah, no, proper like hour episode. The shortest episode. episode's like what, 29 minutes? Yeah, they're like half an hour to, to 40 minutes in between there. Um, so it's a su- surprisingly short, simple, very. I said to Callum, I'd be interested to see a supercut of all the episodes made into a movie when it's done. Well, actually, that's that's one thing I will talk about later. I think the first two episodes should have just been one one hour episode. Yeah, and then the the third episode should have been episode two, and they should have just expanded upon that a bit more, and you would have had two really great episodes instead of three okay episodes. But anyway, my ultimate point is, it's a simple show aimed more towards kids, just mostly action driven. Um, yes, it's got those Western elements. Yes, it's got those serial, uh, old adventure serial elements that, that we lo- like that's the original Star Wars has. But it distills them in a way where the show is basically, in my mind, it's basically the Clone Wars and Rebels animated show live action version. I never saw those. Like, I saw some Clone Wars. Yeah. I didn't see Rebels, though. So, like, it, it, it's a simple kids show. With a darker, grittier Rogue One paint job. Yeah. And, you know, like some influences from the original movies. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the end of the day, the first live-action Star Wars, I was expecting a bit more, but expecting more from Disney, you're just asking for, for, that's, to, that's, for to be let down. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, so... Keeper, it is from Disney. Yeah. So what we ended up getting with The Mandalorian... It's not bad. Yeah, considering the, their track record. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I was like, yes, it's not great, but it's it's just really nice to have a Star Wars don't thing get, that I don't hate. Don't, don't get your hopes up, because there's more shows coming that we're oh, going to hate. Yeah, look, we're only going to talk about the first three episodes. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about but, different shows, not in more episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that, that as well. There's two more shows that we don't want to bar off yeah. in the studio. Yeah, well, well the Obi Wan and Obi Wan uh, and what, the the lady from Rogue One or oh no no, no it was uh, the guy from the the Han Solo ripoff. What's his name? Cassian, the yeah. Cassian show. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. So I still, I guarantee you, we're gonna hate those yeah. shows. So, so let's enjoy the Mandalorian while we have it. Yeah, that's the thing. I like. <laughs> but let's, I let's feel not like, expect anything in the future. Yeah, we'll get into it soon. But I feel like they're gonna the good faith they're built up with the first three episodes is gonna <laughs> go downhill when they start doing all the reveals of like, oh, this guy, you know. And here's Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um. But anyway, yeah, it's just it's nice to watch a Star Wars show where I don't. I'm not feeling hatred. Or like deep confusion and disappointment, yeah. and instead I'm just like, oh yeah, this is all right. Some nice practice. I mean, we'll get into all that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it looks pretty nice. You know yeah. the effects. It's not as good as like some of the the HBO stuff, even no, the, yeah. even the Netflix stuff. I don't think it's a Netflix. I think it, actually that's another thing. Like where I said, it feels like a live action kids show, like a live action Clone Wars or Rebels. It also, because it's it's got that serialized um, kind of nature where it's just like short action episodes, like half an hour. There's not a lot of character and not a lot of story. 
It's basically just like, and then the Mandalorian gets attacked by a, a monster kind of thing. That's why it feels like those kids shows. But also it feels like Disney, even though it's a streaming show, Disney's releasing it week to week instead of all in one big one binge sesh. You would have thought Disney will learn the lessons of its streaming competitors. Yeah, but I think one of the reasons they're doing that, and this ties into my point, is that they're making a Disney Channel show for a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And it kind of feels like a show you could watch on TV week to week, where if you missed an episode, it doesn't matter because there's not really a lot going on. Do you know what I mean? It also wouldn't surprise me if... if If you missed... Episode two and just watch episode one and three of Mandalorian, you're set. Like you didn't you didn't miss a lot. Yeah, not really. You miss him fighting the rhino. And there's monster. a recap at the start anyway. Yeah. So this is what my point is it's it's a sort of simple Disney Channel kids show with a gritty paint job that's just like an act just an action show you can watch week to week and if you miss an episode it's not a big deal. I, think, I feel like you I think you're right. Like it's not I a think, premium streaming service story no. driven show. Also, I think you're right. Show. And I think that's because Disney while Disney has extensive history in like its own T V channel, yeah. They're not that they have no experience in the streaming world. And they have to like I feel like there's gonna be some growing pains with Disney Plus as they sort of try to grow into streaming because they're competing with all these other services that while they may say entertain adults more primarily than kids with a lot of their shows, like they still have a more of a bingeable arc. Like a lot of the shows aren't built like they are on a TV show anymore. Yeah. Like a a traditional TV channel. It's still early days. It's still early days. What I will say is it doesn't, it won't surprise me if the reason they're doing this is to keep people on the service. So if they if they yeah. dumped the Mandalorian all at once, people could sign up for the free seven trial seven days and watch the Mandalorian yeah. and then cancel. Yeah. So this way, you have to kind of stick with it. You yeah. have to pay at least once if you want to be if you're not a pirate mm. and you want to watch it start to finish. You're paying at least once, mm. whether that be towards the end of season one's lifespan. Yeah. Or you're going to watch it week to week. They yeah. have to keep dragging people out till they can get that Marvel show going. Yeah. That I mean that that that's also like why I subscribe for the whole year because I'm like well Mandalorian comes out week to week so I'm like I'm gonna have to have it at least for what like ten ish weeks or however many yeah. episodes there are um, and then the you know the Marvel shows are coming out so it's like you know I might as well just that and I'll be very happy to subscribe just passively once they get the Simpsons fixed yeah yeah that'd be great and background TV sort exactly especially you just chuck thirty on the background. seasons yeah. Well, last night I was ready to go to bed and I was just kind of like, I had some just cleaning up to do before I wanted to go to bed. And I was like, I chucked on that um, Jeff Goldblum show. And Is that I, any good? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just such an oddball. It's so fun. Um, but, you know, it's, just, it's good to have like background stuff, which I mean, Netflix has a lot of, but Disney is like perfect for that because you got all these old cartoons, you know, you got yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, chuck that on the background, <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. Um, Doug, remember Doug? Recess? Recess? <laughs> Recess. You know, one thing I do like about this streaming service is our generation yeah. will be able to say, if, if we ever have children or whatever, we'll be able to say, this is what I used to watch yeah, when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. Here's Recess in its Dude, entirety. Not, you know, speaking of like 90s Star Wars EU and it being the best, like 90s cartoons yeah. were the best. I'm like, do you remember the Ghostbusters TV show? Oh, At least man. we get access to some of that stuff. There was like the Ghost... No, there was like the 80s Ghostbusters. There's like real Ghost... It's called Real Ghostbusters because they, they couldn't get the rights to the Ghostbusters cartoon name because there was already a Ghostbusters cartoon that wasn't based on the movie. And then there was Extreme Ghostbusters, which came out like 2000s or something, which is like the hip, like reboot, oh, yeah, reboot yeah, version. Yeah, uh, no. 
Anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry. We're talking about Disney struggling to, I guess... Yeah, it's still, still fit, early fit days. into the streaming yeah, world. Yeah. It is early days, but if they continue developing programs with that Disney Channel well, yeah. sort of-esque mindset, mindset yeah. I reckon they're going to have a hard that, time. Especially with the the Marvel shows, if that's what they feel like, that's going to be the worst. Yeah, because it's like... Because those shows, especially if they're going to tie into the movies, they can't just be like short, you know, happen. action... Yeah. It's going to be rough, but so it, they need Twin to- Peaks. It's going to be a Twin Peaks situation where... No, it's, it's going to be the opposite of Twin no, no, Peaks. No, week to week, you're going to have to wait a whole week to see what the payoff is for the next episode. I'm like, just release it all. Yeah. It's going to... No, they're going to be once a week. But, I guarantee it. Yeah. But not just the, 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 the release gap. I'm talking about the actual story and character oh, of yeah. it. Like, it feels like they're still making just a... Because they... Yeah, uh, they yeah. I don't want to say the word cheap, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it is kind of... It's, it's, it's a TV show in the, in the... In a premium streaming world. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they can't premium make... premium cable. They can't even. make these mistakes with Marvel, man. Yeah. I don't understand... When you say that, it's like, I don't understand why it, it is cheaper than it should be. And I don't know how much they spent, but I do see what you mean. I feel like there is it's something. Not I mean, there's, there's the design, the there's set design yeah. is not cheap. It's it's the structure. Yeah. yeah. The structure and the story, the way the stories it's unfold not, and how it's... There's nothing about the, the way the show is made. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's cheap. Not, it's, like, it's the way they yeah. structure it's like rushing. It. It's yeah. like they're rushing to get yeah. to the episodes. You, you know, if you, if you watch Game of Thrones Season 1 and Game of Thrones Season 8, the production design stayed incredible. Like, it stayed great. But the story and characters is where the problem started. So season one is like so slow and you just get characters like talking and there's like... But see, by season eight, it's just like dumb things happening and lots of action and, and lots of scenes happening in quick succession. So it's like The Mandalorian can look cool in terms of special effects and and uh, production and costume design. But the way it like moves and, you know, the scenes and the, yeah, the way it's people just, talk. It's, it's rushy. Yeah, it's, it's like a... It's just a... It's like a... It's like an, filler. Yeah, like a quick kids TV show. Like, and then he gets to the... He fights the monster and then he goes and he sees the guy and he fights the bad guy and the He's end. He's got to get his shit yeah. back from the Jawas yeah. this week. Yeah, and then there's a cliffhanger and then it's like next episode and then it's there's a short recap and so if you missed it... Every like, episode the baby does something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're only going to be talking about the first three episodes. Full spoiler so, warning. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, all our opinions are based on... What's been released yeah, so far. Which isn't a lot. So, all we've been... To- you know, I've been talking a lot about the structure of the show and not a lot of character and story. So, that might change as it goes. But at the moment, this is what I'm seeing from you it. Know, yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And mm. this is a manga. This is quite an older manga. Have you have you read Lone Wolf and Cub? Yeah. It's it almost a bit of that about it, I reckon. Well, well that's... I was saying, I think before we turned the mics on, or did, I, I don't think I said this on there. I said the Mandalorian show would be better if it was just him protecting the baby mm. and there was like like a Samurai Jack show with no dialogue, yeah. no... That way it would... it would Because the, at the moment, the show is pretending to be a premium cable show with story and characters, but in reality, it's just a kid's show with action. Yeah. Whereas if you made a lone wolf and cub type show where he's protecting the kid, then it's more of like just an action show, like a Samurai Jack, like no dialogue, just 
that would be really cool, I think. That's the Netflix version, which we'll never Well, get. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said um, to you before, the other alternative is three Mandalorian and a baby. Yeah. And it's, and it's a comedy. Well, yeah. Uh, that, that, see, that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> a sitcom. Yeah, like, sitcom. Yeah. They have to keep, like, they you know they have you to keep saying, the baby alive. Yeah, you know how you were saying, like, just, you should just be cheers, cheers like in a cantina. cantina. Which is kind of like they do that in the holiday special. Like, it's like a weird... Anyway, <laughs> so like, they, they probably shouldn't do that. But this week... Baby Yoda gets hold of the flamethrower. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, d- did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, remember dinosaurs? Was it called dinosaurs? Yeah, 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 With yeah, the, yeah. Like the puppet di- and yeah, the yeah, little yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh man, so good. That's a show that needs to be on a streaming service because I don't think it's on Netflix or Amazon. Oh man, I missed that show. Oh man. Anyway. Um, yeah, so f- spoilers for the first three episodes of The Mandalorian, a.k.a. Mandy the Mandalorian, which is, which is what I call him. Um, I, all my notes are out of order. That's fine. But I, th- I thought we could break the discussion up into each separate episode. Yeah. So first episode, what happens? I can't remember now. <laughs> uh, he's a badass in a bar. Oh, yeah. Um, Mandy goes into a cantina. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in in this, like, frozen tundra world. And he fights these guys and he wins a... What what do you call it? A target. A bounty. Yeah. Like a guy. And he takes him. um, So, first thing I thought was stupid is that he has to cross this frozen lake just to get back to his ship. You just park outside the bar, man. Why did he park all the way out there? And why why did he need to pay for transport to get out there? This is why it feels like a dumb kids show is because it's written like a dumb kids show where it's like he has to get across the ice and he gets in the ship. But then, oh, no, the big, big monster thing comes out of the ice and he has to poke it with his stick. And then, you know, like it, it feels like very, you know, also the blue guy that he kidnaps. Like it's very that Marvel kind of dumb humor. Yeah. And it, again, it doesn't fit Star Wars. It's not as bad as like Last Jedi style slapsticky, but de- Disney's definitely doubling down and sticking to that kind of modern Marvel style humor yeah. where the aliens are kind of jokey and, and I don't like it. It doesn't fit Star Wars. No, it doesn't. But it's like I said, it's not as bad as uh, other. Even like Brian Posehn was the speeder driver. And I'm just like, they're definitely, and Bill Burr is uh, in one of the later episodes that hasn't aired yet. So they're definitely going for a, a thing, and I, I don't like it. But yeah, he goes and he collects his reward from um, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yep. What? I don't know. The, the, the character's name's Grief. Can we just call him Carl Weathers? Because I like to think Carl he's Weathers. like as Carl Weathers. I, yeah, I like to think he's just the character from Arrested Development. Yeah. And like, he's just like, and you got a stew. What does he say? And yeah, you, you got, got a stew going. Stew going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, he fits into the, like, he fits into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, he does. Because other than Billy D, Carl Weathers is like the cool black guy in the universe with yeah. the mustache. Yeah, Like, he sure. just fits into that role really well. The way he lounges as well. Yeah. I thought that was And really I love cool. his costume. It feels yeah. very original trilogy. He, he original gangster. Yeah. Um, so he's the guy who, he's part of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I like that that's, concept. That's all like, yeah, that's cool. But like I, old EU kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's books about like the guilds. Oh, yeah. You know well, what the, I mean? Well, there, the, there was the Bounty Hunter Wars where Boba Fett, like, I think Darth Vader hired Boba Fett to break up the Bounty Hunter Guild by like infiltrating it. But then Bo- Boba Fett realizing that like he was being double crossed. It's like a whole trilogy of old EU books about it. 
Um, but anyway, I also like in the scene where Carl Weathers tries to pay him with Imperial credits, and he's like, "These are no good anymore. I like the, like yeah, the, Imperial, the Empire building. doesn't exist." And then he's like, "Okay, here are the, some um, Mon Calamari credits." And I was just like, this is some 90s EU shit and I love it. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> this is I wrote straight that. out of the book. I wrote that. I wrote that. I'm yeah. like, world building. Yeah, out of, out of all... Yeah, it's like, one, it's world building, which we don't see in the new movies. But two, out of all Disney's, like, you know, Disney, like, completely erasing the original EU, like, this stuff is, like, because straight like, out of that. I actually wrote that. I'm like, because one of the problems we have with the new Disney trilogy is they don't explain... What happened to the Empire and where the First Order came from? Yeah. I'm not reading the books. No. Right? Don't show me the books. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I love the fact that he's, like, it's, like, reaffirms the original trilogy. Yeah. It's almost like, I don't care about the Empire. They're done. Yeah. Give me something I can use. Exactly. But it also, like, it's also something that would happen five years after, like, yeah. and, and does happen the in, money, in, yeah, in the money. Yeah, the money's made EU. redundant. Like, in the EU, like, there's still, like, the Empire's, the Imperial Remnant still running around paying people with Imperial credits, and there are some people getting pissed off about that, and this show takes that. Yeah, so whether, what do you want me to do with those? Yeah, whether they knew they were adapting that or not, doesn't matter. Like, it, it's a perfect world building. Anyway, he takes a... He wants a big score, Mandy. Yeah. But Ma- Mandy's also, like, obviously he's, he's uh, stoic um, and uh, a, lo- a loner, yeah. which is, you know, typical of that kind of character. But also... He seems to be running away, I think, is the uh, the implication, because he wants to take the bounties that are furthest away. Yeah. But he, he wants a bounty that's, like, not just a, a regular one. So... Uh, running away from his problems. Yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers sends him to um, Werner Herzog, <laughs> which is, like, the weirdest Star Wars casting choice, <laughs> who gives him, a, like, a secret off-the-books non-guild job. I'm not saying I was a Nazi in the war. Yeah. But... But listen to my accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you are going to get a guy to play an Imperial officer, <laughs> a guy who sounds like a Nazi, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, he should See, he should have had just like remnants of the Stormtrooper armor being like, I'm not a st- I'm not an Imperialist. Well, he has that big like Imperial s- yeah. uh, si- signal. But I would have just his... liked if he was a little bit more undercover than that than being out and about with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. Surrounded by stormtroopers. Yeah, no, but it, it should be a bit more subtle. Yeah, I'd love it if there was like a rich guy. You know, you know how every now and again, uh, was there was a documentary? No, it wasn't a documentary. It was um, what was that TV show uh, that had um, Billy on the street? Uh, what was his name? What's his name? Uh, the comedian. Yeah, um, uh, Billy. Um, Billy Eisner. Yeah, uh, he had a TV show where he's yeah. at some rich guy's house. And the rich guy's showing him around, and he has a secret Nazi room, <laughs> and it's like it's like swastikas everywhere, whatever. And everyone's like, "Oh, very cool." I would love if if it's like that in the Star Wars yeah. universe, where there's like some guy you know, who has a secret Imperial room, where it's just like all kind yeah. of like collection. You know what? What would have made that crappy Canto bite scene so much better in in Last Jedi if if they were like they went there. And instead of just being like war is bad, okay, and um, being rich it leads this war profiteering and all this crap, they could have been like, oh yeah, here's this cool rich guy, but he secretly was an imperial, like he's a he's a imperial officer who's wanted for war crimes. And he was he was like hiding, a tough, yeah. yeah, who's hiding out as this like rich gambler guy. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. This is all cool EU stuff that they've completely erased. Um, but you know, anyway. Um, 
What were we talking about? So yeah. Talking about, yeah, he, he, he gets, gets a, a job contract. And yeah, there's and the target is a fifty-year-old unidentified, unidentified. Group. Yeah, they individual. have no information so, about it other than age yeah. and a location. He, here's another thing that I don't like that I feels like just there to make things simple and easy and to make things more kid, not kid friendly, but to make things Less easier to follow. Yeah, is that each bounty hunter is given a like a, a tracking fob. fob, and just it automatically somehow magically tracks their bounty which makes no sense and defeats the purpose of having a bounty hunter needing to track down their like, prey. Like, yeah, this guy could have just sent his stormtroopers to yeah. send a couple of guys to go get it. Why are you paying someone? Exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense, like, how they get that tracking device on the bounty. If you can get a tracking device on the bounty, then you have already know where they are. You can already capture right. them or kill them. So it's just a silly... Especially kind of- because, like, if you're as rich as the Empire... You could just like so he met our boy Mandy goes and he finds these people. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in the Empire, you could just pay the guys who are like like getting into shootouts yeah. all these other people. Just pay them off. Exactly. And actually, that's another thing is like I, I like how you said that if you're as rich as the Empire, like they I like how they pay him in that like I think it's called Beskar steel. Yeah. That's really cool. But also it's like Nazi gold. It's got like the little yeah, imperial. Yeah. yeah. Imperial yeah. Everyone looks yeah. down on it just a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah. And Billy D's like. Yeah, so <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> um, Billy D, that was a bit racist. Carl Weathers. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Uh, did you do it on purpose? No. Uh, <laughs> at least he didn't say Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Samuel yeah. Jackson, yeah, returns. <laughs> Makes me hey, hey, the cl- cloning cloning stuff is not out of the question. So I I, I feel like they could definitely do it. Yeah. Well, okay, well I mean, should Palpatine. they do it? No. Will they do it? Maybe. Papa Palpa coming back. Do you reckon they'll bring Luke back? What was that thing in the EU? Is it Luke with two U's? Luke. Well, I don't know, but I, know I think that, he was. Uh, there was like this really stupid thing in the EU where like Luke battles his own clone, and it's like Luke but with an extra U. It's the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest but, thing. I can't remember exactly what happens. But. I know that Palpatine clones himself, and then there's like whole dramas yeah. where Palpatine tries to convince Luke he's a clone. Well, and, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens in Rise of Skywalker because I feel like it's going to get pretty dumb. <laughs> um, what else happens? So moving on. So they uh, they track down the target, and there's a bounty hunter droid. Yeah. So this is another thing why it's a Boba Fett show, and not a. It's it's IG eighty eight, except it's not. It's IG-11, who's just another of the same robot design. But for some weird reason, he's voiced by Taika Waititi, which is so, like, the weirdest casting choice. But I'm glad he just plays a kind of straight-laced robot and not a funny, goofy, you know, like, Korg. Not a Kiwi robot. Yeah, like, I'm glad they didn't, like, put, like, Korg in the Star Wars universe, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, One thing I will say, the effects... For the IG robot, fucking amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's the best thing I've seen from Star Wars since Return of the Jedi in terms of special effects, just because of the way the IG moves. I feel it was it was it was mostly CGI, but like when there's close ups, it's like a practical droid, yeah. which is cool, which is what Force Awakens and Rogue One didn't do. You know, one thing I complained about in Rogue One was that K2SO was just CGI all the time, even on close-ups when he didn't need to be. And one of the best things about this show is that close-ups of the IG robot are like a practical animatronic thing. Yeah. 
And though just the way he moves in that weird janky robot, yeah. but he can also spin around 360 degrees. But yeah, that's like cool. his arms can spin while his legs stay straight and his head can spin around while his body stays straight. That I thought was really well done. And yeah, he teams up. He's he's also a member of the guild. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, he's also a bounty hunter. He team. He. I like how they he, have a little argument though about who gets recognition and who gets yeah. the money. And, and yeah, Mandy's like, "We'll talk about that later." Yeah, it's like they agree. And the robot's like, "No, I need an answer <laughs> yeah. now." They they agree to kind of split the profits. Yeah. Both. Um, and then they find the the I target, find, which is a baby, which is baby, and they're like, "How can you be fifty years old? Because it's a Yoda baby." It's a little green Yoda species. It's adorable. Which is adorable, but, but also very, very fan service yeah. And like <laughs> to the point where I was just like, ah, oh, you know. And then uh, what the IG unit says, oh, it's, uh, the bounty says it can be taken dead. So he goes to shoot it. But Mandy shoots him in the head because Mandy hates droids because in a flashback, you see his family getting murdered by yeah. battle droids. So that's going to come into play. I just really hope they don't show that Mandy's parents were actually related to X guy from Clone Wars or X guy from the prequels or X guy from the. Yeah, tri- I, hope they're just, I hope they're nobodies. Yeah, but like, you you know they're gonna do it, right? They're gonna reveal yeah. have some big reveal where it's like Mace Windu's cousin's second uncle's. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. they're gonna be like Ray's. You know, Ray's. You know, when they reveal Ray's parents, <laughs> or if they do that, she's third cousin. Yeah, it's like the man's gods of man. She's actually a Mandalorian warrior. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's why she's so powerful. You know, With the Force. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you know what? You know why she's so powerful? The Force. She's a Yoda. She's a, she's the Yoda baby. <laughs> <laughs> they were splicing Yoda yeah. DNA into uh, into babies, and that's how Ray was made. Well, we'll talk about that, and I think in the third episode when he delivers the baby to the Imperial Doctor guy. Yeah, and he's like talking to. Werner Herzog and he's and he says something like, Oh, we extracted the material. And I was like, if they bring me to Clorins back, yeah. I'm gonna be so fucking mad. But they might just be doing like a cloning thing or like Yeah, yeah. But sure. see, this is another thing. I hope they don't be like, he's actually Yoda's little baby clone, you know. Oh you, God. you know they're gonna pull that shit. Cause yeah. then they reveal cause as soon as I saw Baby Yoda, I was like, please don't have force powers, please don't have yeah, force me powers. Too. And then of course, he has force powers. I would just like... I keep saying this. Every time a new Star Wars property comes out, I would like one Star Wars property without any Jedi and without any lightsabers. That's just right, yeah. one, one fucking thing about a guy who's just a smuggler or a bounty hunter or an X-Wing pilot. It's a big universe. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like not not and everything has to revolve around the force. Yeah, and the, you want the top force gun in space. You want top exactly gun in Star Rogue Wars. Squadron, just a little bit gay, yeah, but yeah, you Rogue love it squadron, anyway. That's right. Exactly. They, like, but you know, you do know if they made a Rogue Squadron movie, they would try to force in the force somewhere. Oh, they yeah, would, one of, have to be a one of them. Involved. One of the one yeah. of the Rogue people would have an inkling about where yeah, the movie's going to come exactly. from, and there'd be a whole thing. Yeah, it's just you know. So like, just once I would like it. Han Solo movie was the perfect place to do that. What do they do? Fucking yeah. Morley D. Darth Maul comes back. <laughs> just, it sounds like he's rapping. Not, yeah, and not not only not only does he come back, but he has to ignite his lightsaber while on a Skype call just to make <laughs> just to make the point of like I'm Darth Maul. 
just in case people didn't know. Well, one thing I did like about this show, Vibro Knives. Yes, yeah. Vibro Blades hashtag confirmed, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Because cool. that's EU stuff. Yeah. That's yes, cool. Vibro Blades. Because <laughs> that, that, that way you get the cool weaponry without the lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you can, yeah, you can have the cool, like, swords without having it to be a laser sword. Yeah. And Twi'leks are back in it, which I think we talked oh, about. Oh, that's the other thing is, like... Old school races Old school, yeah, like old school alien species. Radans. Radians, Trandoshans, Twi'leks, a couple other ones as well. Because we thought they were gone for good, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, for some well, reason, someone in Disney hated a whole yeah, lot of the original well, races. And- even... If I'm not mistaken, even the Solo movie, like, you don't really see a lot yeah. of classic alien races. And the new alien races you do see, especially in Last Jedi, are really dumb looking. Yeah, I, yeah no, they're and silly. Them. And, like, you know, they kept saying about how they were going to use practical effects in the new movies to, to mimic the original movies. But then there was so much CGI crap everywhere. You don't need and to the practical, mimic them. Just use yeah, pra- <laughs> and the practical effects they did use, like, they, it looked like they were deliberately trying to make them look like shit. To I guess to pretend like it was being yeah. made in the seventies and eighties, but the movies in the seventies and eighties weren't trying to look like shit. They were trying yeah. to look like the best. And when we watched it in four K, none of that looked shit. No, even it fucking, held up. Even yeah. fucking salacious crumb, the little like ah in Jabba's palace, like even the most muppety of muppets looked amazing. Yeah. When you get to Force Awakens and the new movies, and it's like. Just these little weird stick puppets, and yeah. like it feels very cheap. Look, one thing I so in the first episode of The Mandalorian, mm. uh, our boy Mandy has to travel across a desert, and to do that, he needs to ride on uh, some creature I can't remember the name, yeah, Gorg or something. Um, yeah, but now I thought, what a waste of an opportunity to have a practical mount. Well, like I understand, that, I, did, I know time I did is appreciate, ty- yeah, I did appreciate that it seemed like in some shots there was at least one close up that I think was uh, a practical, yeah, thing. maybe. But, but I feel like you have all this money, you're Disney, yeah. Why can't you have a practical mount? I feel like it's also like, like we said, the TV show element of it, like the budgets is going to be extremely high. But it is a Star Wars TV show, yeah. so you better put that money. That's in. right. That's like they have more money than if Game any, of Thrones else. and The Witcher and all that are putting in all That's, that money. Yeah, you're competing, you put, and you're Disney. You're you're the gods of. You're directly competing against other properties who yeah. are investing more, not more money. Yeah. but I feel like they're investing more effort. Yeah, yeah. On a quick unrelated note, so I read a quote from someone who's watched a few of the uh, like a, re- a review screening of the Witcher episodes. Oh, okay, they reckon the fight scenes put Game of Thrones best fight scenes. Well, to shame. We talked about this last time. the The last trailer came out, and I was like, the the fight scenes, the battle scenes, look legit. Well, allegedly, it's choice as brew. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving back on. Yeah, I I think that's the thing though. It's like you can't not compete when yeah. you've got yeah you've got all that. This- yeah, you've got these competitors. Yeah. Don't skimp but out. But also, like I was saying, like, it's Disney. So, they're going to put minimal effort. They're yeah, going to put but minimal... It's like they have so much money. It's a Star Wars show. Yeah. Now's where you go big. You go you know balls I mean? to the wall on Star is, Wars. Did I, I think I just... I said this earlier, didn't I? They should have combined episode one and yeah. two. Yeah, and yeah, episode yeah. And episode three should have been episode two, but longer. Like, this show should have been a premium streaming story character-driven show... And not a half an hour. Because yeah. I was so surprised when it was half an hour. And I was just like, what? You know, like, it, it's just a simple action show. Because uh, uh, you said, I, I just love how there'll be an emotional moment. 
and it'll zoom in on his helmet. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, that's I classic. I actually laughed. I'm like, but yeah. see, it kind of works. No, like, no, it works. Where you because can tell the emotion, yeah, even though he has it's, the helmet It's the classic on. Darth Vader thing yeah. where a close-up of Darth Vader means nothing, but depending on what you cut on either side, it's yeah. that old, it's that old, um, it's the, the, the guy, there's this, old, there's this old silent movie footage of a guy just looking sort of slightly off camera. And they edited it in uh, like a pie on a windowsill bef- before and after yep. that shot. And you can, and people are like, wow, that guy looks so hungry. And then they use the exact same shot. And then, but instead of the pie, they put like a, a baby crying or something. And he's like, oh, that guy looks so sad. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's the editing that kind of, yeah. so it's that Darth Vader thing where Darth Vader doesn't have expressions, but depending on what, what's happening around him, you can see in his face when yeah. Luke is getting electrocuted by the Emperor. You can see the conflict in Darth Vader's face, yeah. even though he's got that. And it's the same with the Mandalorian. Like, He'll be like thinking about something, and it'll zoom in on his yeah. helmet, and <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, I you, love. You I love. Yeah. I laughed out loud. You, you can tell he's yeah. sad in this moment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the power of filmmaking. <laughs> That's the other thing. Because the is, filmmaker knows what they're doing a little bit. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I feel like th- there's a lot of stuff in The Mandalorian I don't like, but you can still, you can kind of tell they're on the right track, whereas, like, the movies are just, like, completely off, you know, off track. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's helped, though, but is John Favreau, did he showrun the he, whole season? Yeah, I, like, he created the show, I think... I, I think he's the showrunner. I'm not he's exactly sure. He's been involved sure. in every single episode so yeah. far. At least he's written every episode so far. Yeah. Um, Dave Filoni directed the first episode and Dave Filoni's like, he created the Rebels show and he was like, I think a, a producer on like the Clone Wars and he's big into that like side of things. Um, so him and Favreau seem to be like a, a like the guiding force of this Mandalorian show. I think show. that's a strength. Like, one thing I'll say about Filoni is that he deeply cares about the law and the universe. Unfortunately, it's the wrong law and universe. It's the prequel stuff. It's the Clone Wars stuff. Um, But you can tell he cares about that stuff. And and that comes across in the show. And and Favreau, I guess, having written the episodes, even though I think a lot of them are poorly written because of how silly and kiddie they are, yeah. Like, when you get into the Mandalorian lore, which is the strength of the show... I wonder how much his original version vision was different to what we got. How much Disney interference was there? That's a good question. Yeah. I, like, one of, my, one of my wishes, which I think I might have talked about on a Star Wars episode, one of my w- wishes is just to be a fly on the wall in the room when they make these shows oh, and yeah, movies. Yeah. And just being like, yeah, how much is Disney interference... How much is it the the, well, the director and the writer? Uh, there was a recent update when uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, actually said uh, that they have it's hard to make an original movie <laughs> yeah. because they don't have any source material to draw from. Yeah. Uh, now <laughs> keep in mind this was apparently this is a recent development. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing keep, the tiniest keep, violin. Yeah. yeah. So keep studio. in mind this is the company that single-handedly erased yeah. from canon close to 30 years of expanded universe yeah. history, including comics, yeah. video games, and movies. Novels. And now they're saying they don't have any source material to draw from. That's because you burns it all. Yeah. To quote uh, Ned Flanders from uh, an episode of The Simpsons, which I can't remember yeah. the, the episode number, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a thing of like, even if they didn't have 30 years of EU content to draw from, 
to say, oh, it's too hard to make a Star yeah. Wars show or movie. Like, Where did the EU come from? It didn't yeah, come from nowhere. Exactly. Like, you just... We can write one. Send us a check. Exactly. Like, you just... It's such a rich world. You can just... You, you want to tell me, like, some kid, after Return of the Jedi, even after New Hope, mm. wasn't sitting there thinking up his own stories because of how fertile yeah. that, that ground is. It's, it's the problem with Disney. They lack vision. They yeah. lack... They lack understanding of Star Wars. They lack a uh, uh, passion for it. And even though, like I said, J.J. Abrams like has a lot, you can tell he loves Star Wars. He doesn't get it. No, like you think, like Thrawn, one of the greatest Star Wars yeah. bad guys of all time, is post movie, right? He was imagined by yeah. an author, uh, Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn, yeah, yeah. And like I'm like, and it was so good that yeah. after Disney erased the EU, they brought Timothy Zahn back. To write Thrawn into the new game. Yeah. That's how good it was. Yeah. I'm like, you're <laughs> telling me you can't create good original stories yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. The, but this I mean, is, come on. This is, yeah, this is why I always, I'm a bit weary about the, the, the retreading of the Star Wars, all the Star Wars properties since the originals. Yeah. Like, it feels like they don't know what to do with this huge yeah. universe. Like, don't get me wrong. The expanded universe wasn't perfect. We've talked about it before. Yeah. They had a lot, a lot of, of dumb stuff. They yeah. did retread the yeah. Death Star idea over and over again. Yeah. But they also had a good idea of the characters. Yeah. The they world. did eventually take it in some interesting places. Yeah. They don't seem to be willing to, willing to do that under Disney. No. I, I think the Mandalorian has some small hints of that. But still definitely feels like a safe Disney. And yeah. like I said, Filoni, even though you got to give him props for his like dedication to the canon and love of the law, unfortunately, at the end of the day, it's the crappy George Lucas prequel canon and law. And, you know, the, the Clone Wars animated series law, that's kind of, that's where the problems, you know. But you, you got to give him props. And, and John yeah. Favreau as well, I guess, you know. Um, I feel like they tried their best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, second episode, The Sin? The Child. The Child, the, the Child, yeah. What was yeah, the so first episode? What was, the, was it just called The Mandalorian? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the So, the second episode is kind of, I guess, the most, I would call it the most boring episode. Yeah. With the, another it's, reason why they should have just yeah. combined it with the, it, and why if you miss it, it's not a big deal. Just basically, this episode, he just has to get his ship back from Jawas, yeah. basically. Not, not a lot happens. I will some say good though, swashbuckling. Yeah, some yeah. good swashbuckling. I will say that the... Um, the sand crawler, the yeah. um, what you would call it, uh, the crawling fortress was yeah. cool. Yeah, well, th- that's the first time we've seen the sand crawler like in action, I guess. Yeah, because in in the original movie, it's just slowly moving moving over the dunes, and then we see inside when C three PO and R two are kind of. This is the first time we've seen it like moving quickly. I thought it was cool, like and piloting. We, it's not bad, and we see some baby baby Yoda force powers, but nothing really happens. Well, in yeah, this episode. Uh, it, to to get the the Jawas strip his ship. They want to yeah. get the parts back instead of just murdering them all with his pulse rifle, which disintegrates people on contact. He has to make a deal with them where he has to get an egg, egg from, from a right. cave in in uh, to trade for his parts back. So he goes, but there's this big rhino alien, um, yeah. and he gets his ass completely kicked. But Baby Yoda uses his little baby force powers to hold it in place to to uh, hold the rhino back, and uh, Mandy luckily defeats he, it. Luckily, he doesn't force himself to death like Luke does. He well, kind of he does. Out. He just passes out because his little baby doesn't have a lot of energy, and <laughs> you know, so he he. Yeah, he does pass out, but yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't kill himself. <laughs> if baby, if baby Yoda can hold back a rhino, then Luke can force project. 
yeah. without dying. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the end of it, he gets his ship back. And yeah, he gives him the egg and they just eat it. Like it's not a special magical egg or no, anything. Um, and then he gets his... And um, he hands in the baby and that's about it. Yeah. Gets his sweet money. Yeah. Gets I, I a just, new... Yeah. Like a new coat. Yeah. Actually, that, is that that's in the third episode, though. Ah. Yeah, which I guess we can move on to that. But I just wanted to say, like, baby Yoda being 50 years old, because Yoda species live for so long, um, that just raises questions where it's like, if you're a baby for 50 years, who's going to take care of you for that long? Other like, Yoda. That, uh, yeah, Yoda but, that, that's a, but that's a misunderstanding. Like, I think that, that their idea to make him a baby was a bit silly. Yeah. And I know they're like, oh, well, they mature at a different rate. Yeah. yeah I, but I that guess, just raises but... questions of like this society of aliens like would have to stay like the resources. Yeah. Like you'd have to like, yeah, you'd have to always have a group of people looking after yeah. babies for de- like for, cent- yeah. for a century. Then, or half if, a century. Then, then, if you live for thousands of years. Your sense of time is probably a little different than ours as true, well. True, true, yeah. And that, I guess it is good that the Yoda species have, has never been named and we don't know who they are, where they're from. But Yodans? I, I, yeah, we, we can call them Yodans. <laughs> That's a good, as name, good a name as any. But one thing, like the problem I have is that I feel like this show is definitely going into, like, we're going to explain it. I don't, yeah, and, and I don't want that. Like I was saying, where I don't want there to be connections to be like, oh, this is actually this guy's uncle. Like, I'm hoping they're not like, the reason he's so powerful is because all, all the Yoda species have the force and that they're from this special Jedi planet and they're born in the planet yeah. and they, they, they're born from the force. They're like, all midichlorians. Yeah. yeah, and I, I really hope they don't do that. They're going to go to Dagobah. <sighs> I really hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Search your um, feelings, James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, third okay. episode, which is... The third episode had the most potential. They almost, we almost got a John Wick moment. Oh, well, th- this is... Actually, I have that in my notes later. We'll talk about that. Th- that kind of it ties into my idea of the show is just an action show. Like, he, it's just like him on a revenge kind of quest. There's not a lot to it. Yeah. Like, I know it's only the first three episodes and there's going to be more. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's definitely very bare bones in terms of the character and the storytelling. And there's been flashbacks and stuff, but nothing really. Yeah. And I know we haven't seen like Gina Carano's character and we haven't seen Giancarlo Esposito's character yet. So it's like there's more coming, but at the moment, it's still yeah. pretty light, you know. But little baby Yoda, he's like playing with the little knob thing. On I think the, like, that's not a toy. Yeah. <laughs> on the... <laughs> The little gear gear shift knob thing. That's fun. Yeah, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Mandy turns him. Can I just say one thing? I, I love how whenever uh, Mandy has to physically interact with Baby Yoda, mm. it's a puppet. Uh, not a puppet. Yeah. It's like a little kind of like a little thing in a... Well, yeah. The, I, li- I like the, the fact that he's not just lifting a CG item. Yeah, he's yeah. actually lifting uh, like a bundle. A bundle, yeah. The, 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 there's some dodgy CGI, but like the, the practical effects... Are really well done. I, think. I also like the costume design of the aliens and like the prosthetics. Yeah. I'm like, they actually, I feel like they actually did put effort into the practical design. Yeah. The, the aliens there look less stupid than they do in the new movies. Yeah, they do. Um, and especially, like we said, there's like the more classic alien races. So that helps as Before well. Before the First Order killed them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one thing I do like is the design of the blasters looks pretty accurate to the, the original movies. Yeah. 
But one thing I have a problem with, and this is a big problem I have with the, all the new Star Wars movies, but especially I had this problem in uh, Solo and I think Rogue One as well. But the blaster sound is not the traditional Star Wars blaster sound anymore. Disney seems to have erased that that, that classic sound design of Star Wars. They seem to be going in a weird generic sci-fi direction with the sound effects and i don't like it i had like i had this problem i think with all the new movies but solo especially where the the late the blaster sounds are very low like yeah. they're low like there's no power or punch and also it's not that classic star wars pew you know it's just a generic laser yeah. sound so this show continues on with that and i really hate it and i think it just might be yeah, just every Disney property now. Because every Star Wars thing from 83 until 99, every video game used that sound. Every audio book where you you heard a laser blast used that sound. Even though there were no movies or TV shows yeah. in between, you know, even... I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, and now they seem to be slowly, slowly kind of erasing that from the history. And that's kind of Disney's thing, like we were saying with the alien races. Yeah. yeah, just like... Getting rid of all the EU, starting again, taking the... We talked about this in our Star Wars reviews. is like taking the original movies, using them as nostalgia bait, um, but not actually... Paying that off. Yeah. B- building on top of them and, yeah. and building around them, you know? Just using it as, oh, I remember, it's just member, but without actually crafting anything from that. So, I'm disappointed in that. But otherwise, the blasters look cool. Look cooler. Yeah. They look cooler Visual than they do. Design, yeah. yeah, they look cooler than they do in the new, like, Disney movies. I like these, the visor, old school visor graphics, too. Oh, yeah, yeah with the, the macro yeah, binoculars, yeah, yeah and the, the yeah, kind of cool. grainy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like all the different Mandalorian helmets and all that. Yeah. You know, all, all the armors, you know, because they're all different. That's cool. Yeah, well, so he... he he, uh, he gives, gets a boatload of cash. Yeah, he delivers Baby Yoda to Werner Herzog. He gives him the, the Nazi gold, the Beskar steel, I think. <laughs> and he feels slightly guilty, but he takes yeah, the money. but he takes it. And then the, the Mandalorian armorer creates, like, new armor for him. New digs, and yeah, everyone's sort of getting in his face about it. Yeah, and they're like, you took... Because the Imperials wiped out Mandalore, the, yeah, the, the Mandalorians hate the Imperials. So they ha- and they're like, how could you work for them? And... He gets like a new suit of armor created out of the steel, which is like this is like the super so- the super strong. Yeah, I think it also has some sort of um, cultural significance, if I'm not mistaken, to the so, to yeah. Mandalorians. Yeah, it seems to be important. I think it's from the home world, I guess. Um, so that's cool. Is this ties into my John Wick point, which maybe we'll talk about later? It, it feels like I said it's just a simple action kids show. It feels also like a video game where he goes, he does his quest, he fights a monster. Then he gets steel as a reward, and then he can use that steel to upgrade his armor. Yeah, you know what Which I mean. Give a little like, bit for the kids. Yeah. So like, uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, family, yeah, the foundlings. Yeah, the, the foundlings. That's also cool. Like, I guess you know he they says are the he, future. Yeah, he he says he's a foundling, and you you see the flashback of his parents being killed. So they're gonna definitely gonna you know show how he was uh, I guess adopted by the Mandalorians and raised by them, and how yeah he might. Uh, what do you call it? Yoda, baby Yoda might be a foundling. He might be. Can you imagine a little it, baby actually, Yoda this, bounty this, hunting? Yeah, this this ties into my lone wolf and cub thing that I was talking about before, where it should be about a Mandalorian who takes in a child 
and like has to protect him and it's just a run and gun like action samurai jack show and it's just about him teaching him how to be a mandalorian that's a much better show so a little baby yoda alien puts on a little baby yoda mandalorian <laughs> helmet no but with little holes for the yeah. ears <laughs> or should he have armor ears um, <laughs> armor ears. Ears. <laughs> a little a little little bluster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yoda had yoda had a little baby lightsaber in attack of the clones and that was dumb so having a little mandalorian blaster wouldn't no, no, a real size blaster. No, no, no. You know what yeah. it should be? You know, you know his big pulse rifle with the the four. Kind? It should be a miniature version of that. <laughs> a little baby Yoda version of the rifle. A little lighter <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, um, send us a check. Yeah, <laughs> that's a toy I'd buy. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, if they if all, if all they want to do is sell toys, baby Yoda, that's it. Plushes. Baby Yoda. I will legit buy a baby, baby Yoda, Yoda with a Mandalorian Plushy. optional uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, armor and, uh, with a detachable Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like. I like the idea of the dirty stormtroopers, but I'm. I don't know how I feel about. I don't know why they're dirty. Just yeah, clean the suits. Exactly. Guys. Like, like in 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 the original EU, five, ten, even maybe fifteen years after. Maybe not fifteen years. The five to ten years after Return of the Jedi, there was the Imperial remnant that who were yeah. still going the around Grand fighting, or whatever. and they still had a lot of resources. They still had Star Destroyers and Tie Fighters. They still had a lot of pilots and a lot of Stormtroopers. And yes, they had resource problems, and but they still had a lot enough that they could pay people off. They could, you know, like yeah. they had influence. And their stormtroopers and that still look like stormtroopers. And the New Republic was, you know, the rebellion was trying to form the New Republic and they still had to struggle with the empire. Like the empire just didn't die out. They just didn't control yeah, like the government. Exactly. Anymore. Which is makes sense and it's an interesting thing to explore, not only just through action but also politically. The new canon gets rid of that. And we don't know what happened between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. There's a book apparently that explains about there's some dumb demilitarization the Rebellion had and that's why the First Order was allowed. It's dumb and it's not explained and we shouldn't have to read it to yeah, understand as, look, as where as the I'm First cons- Order came from. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. This show has the ability to, to explain yeah. some of that, but it feels like they're definitely going for a more stripped down the empire's gone and there's only a few guys left and that's why they're so that's why i'm not sure how to feel about it i feel like it's kind of i think they're symbolically dirty yeah there's no reason to be actually physically dirty. but you know what i'm saying like it feels like disney's quick quick new canon version of saying like the empire's gone there's a few more they're gonna die out soon we don't have to explain the new republic we don't have to explain where the first order came from it's not bad. It's just a different interpretation. Yeah, I'd feel... If I was told I had to explain all this stuff and I was John Favreau, I'd honestly be pretty pissed off. I'd be like, you well, want me actually, this, to explain your shitty decisions. Yeah, this is why I'm surprised and a bit disappointed that it's not a full, like, hour yeah. drama. Like, it should be a show... If it's going to be set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, maybe they should have just straight up made a show about the transition... From the Empire to the First Order. Yeah, that'd be Trade cool. negotiations from, for days. From, yeah. From, no, 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 no. From, you know, and from the Rebellion to the New Republic. Yeah. Now, you can't do that without maybe de-aging uh, Mark Hamill and, and bringing um, Carrie Fisher back from the dead and paying and 
I was going to say paying Harrison Ford more money to return, but he's never going to do that. No. <laughs> but, you know, you can't do it without maybe making original characters part of that. But maybe you could do like a story that's set around that. And yeah, like could, the Outer mention, Worlds. Yeah, you can mention, oh, Commander Skywalker's doing this. You know, uh, uh, Princess Leia's doing this, but you never see them. Yeah. And it's about the other characters going about that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know? So, yeah. like, I feel like... Even if it's just like Photoshop pictures... It's like there's or, a picture of like yeah, Mark Hamill opens the sure, Jurassic school and he's like, "I'm sure Mark Hamill would be happy to do a de-aged hologram yeah. transmission." Yeah, exactly. Like one one of the characters is like Commander Skywalker's calling, you know, and the the Boop. the blue yeah. hologram pops up, and because it's a hologram and because it's de-aged, like it doesn't have to look great. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure Mark Hamill would be happy to to do that cameo, you know. And then yeah. then it's like one episode, and then you never have to. That's right. You know. And same with Leia, they can use old Leia v- audio footage and just yeah. play that somewhere. Don't do the weird CGI face from Rogue One. No. Or, yeah, I mean, you could even, I mean, cast Billy Lord or have someone else just have a little hologram Maybe. version. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have a Star Wars TV show, delve into the, the lore and the yeah. universe. And that's like, why... Play I, with it. That's why I'm a bit like, like yeah. this is just a Disney Channel action kids show. It doesn't it doesn't explore the universe at large. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that the best thing about it is it explores the Mandalorian law or culture. Which is something we've never really seen on screen. It it's in the Clone Wars animated series and a bit in Rebels, which again Dave Filoni, so he's definitely pulling that across, even though John Favreau wrote it. So yeah, they do they do explore it there. But it seems like, the, yeah, this is the first time we're seeing it in live action. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time we're seeing it after Return of the Jedi. All, the, all that stuff like, was before. Going back to episode three, the scene where um, like he's fighting all the dudes because he storms the, the place to get ba- the baby back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they're fighting and it looks hopeless. And then all these Mandalorian... Oh yeah, yeah. At the end, yeah, yeah. He yeah. so he goes back to 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 save the baby because the sci- like the imperial scientist is working on him, or whatever. And yeah, we don't know if he's like cloning him or you know trying to steal his force yeah. powers or whatever. But he takes the baby back, and yeah, he's killing all the stormtroopers with all these gadgets. He's got a flamethrower which he uses all the time, and he's got the the, the whistling the, bird or the whatever. The grappling, what's that grappling hook thing? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and then the yeah, I like the armor. makes him the whistling bird missile things. It says, you know, like these are rare, so be careful. And then he only uses them when he's surrounded. That was cool. Yeah, and then he kills them all, and he goes out in the street, and Carl Weathers is there, and he's like, "You broke yeah, the yeah, guild is broke after the yeah, you yeah. broke the guild rules. Give the baby back. Maybe you know we can work something out." And all he's all surrounded by all these bounty hunters, which again, John Wick thing where they all get the beep beep on yeah, their yeah, yeah. Uh, they all check their phones, yeah, their yeah. fob. Which is, again, is so dumb. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, and then uh, he decides to fight them, but he's going to lose. And then all the Mandalorians... Because another thing is the Mandalorians are all in hiding because the Empire... Wants to kill them. Like, wipe them out. Yeah. And, obviously, they never take off their helmets or their armor. And so, they're very conspicuous. So, they can only leave their secret hideout one at a time so they don't draw attention to themselves. And they can't let anyone know that they're all concentrated in one place. But they all decide to come out and help Mandy and yeah. they're all flying around and shooting. And it's kind of cool, but... Oh, it was, it was nice to see the jetpacks. 
Yeah, that's cool. Another <laughs> Jetpacks Boba Fett and flamethrowers yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and all, like, oh. ticking all the Boba boxes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does tie into the whole like prequel Clone Wars thing where it's like it'll be interesting to see because I'm pretty sure, you know, in the Clone Wars, like they take their helmets off all the time. Like they're not, that doesn't make any sense that they would wear their helmets all the time. But I think what they're doing, if I'm not mistaken, is that after the Imperial Purge and the destruction of the homeworld, it's like they're always like they they double down on ready that. To, yeah, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, they're always in the helmet. Like they can't. It's like you can't let anyone see you, kind of thing. I'm sure that they might explore that later on, and I'm sure they'll explain. You know, they'll they'll show Pedro Pascal's face at some point and show his past and yeah. And show like he's he's maybe not a hundred percent on board with the Mandalorian culture or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, that that's the end of the episode, right? Yeah, yeah. They fly off him and his baby, who uh, whom he lets uh, he gives the bauble from the top of the lever. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, nice. <laughs> he's embracing fatherhood. Yeah, and I guess it sums up a nice little arc. Like yeah, for, yeah. At least for our review in the studio, those three episodes they yeah. tell. I guess somewhat of a complete story up yeah. to this point. Yeah. And then sort of where we can go from here is completely open and we have no idea yeah. where the story will take us. Because there's no real indication on what where we're going to be going from here well, outside of their displaying the planet. Yeah, I mean, there is the whole like Baby Yoda has the Force thing, which I don't like, and they're definitely going to explore that and hopefully they don't do a whole like he's Yoda's clone, but also hopefully they don't do a whole, oh, the Yoda species is actually all yeah, born we'll with the Force. And yeah, like I said, they're definitely, it's it's a Disney thing and it's a Star Wars thing. So they're definitely going to be like, this guy's actually related to this guy, you know, they're definitely going to pull that shit. And eventually there'll be a, probably be a lightsaber. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Yeah. Like, well, they've already got the force in the first two episodes. Do you think it'll be like, the baby will accidentally, the baby will force pull it and be playing with it <laughs> and he will turn it on and Pedro Pascal will be like, hey, hey easy, easy, that's really dangerous. Put it down. It'd be like a baby playing with a dangerous, you know, like that yeah. sort of trope. Uh, or it could be maybe he'll have to, that one of his bounties will be a Sith. Oh, God. Baby playing with a gun. No, that doesn't make The baby playing sense. with a gun oh, you know, joke. The Imperials be like, we want you to hunt down a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Luke. <laughs> Because okay. realistically, there'd be bounties on Jedi, wouldn't? Oh no, because I suppose well, post return. Not after Jedi. the Empire yeah. falls uh, again. Because in the original EU, the, yeah. the Empire put bounties on on like the yeah. rebellion or the rebellion or the New Public. But now in this universe, they don't seem to have yeah. that. Again, doesn't explain where the First Order came from. But I guess in Rise of Skywalker, we we see that they've got, like the Empire, the Emperor was hiding all those Star Destroyers or something. So I don't know. It's all dumb. Everything they do, all the dumbest shit in the EU, the new Disney styles movies, like, are so much dumber. Yeah. By far. <laughs> uh, yep. Um, also, yeah, one thing, the Imperial Doctor guy, I don't like, he's wearing glasses, not Star Wars. Yeah. Don't have him wear glasses. They need to really figure out. Why not, like, a visor? You yeah. Know? Like, why does it have to like, be, like... They, they, uh, it, it seems like they never figured out the... Ru- I hate to say it, but there are rules in Star Wars that you shouldn't break. And a lot of those rules pertain to things being too close to real life. Real life. Because Star Wars is a space fantasy set in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So anything that looks or feels like it could be from our future 
yeah, that's doesn't right. fit. Like, for example, uh, people don't wear underwear in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, George Lucas made that very clear. That's right. But, but it also ties into, and I think we talked about this maybe in the last Jedi review, where it ties into the language that, yeah. and the way people talk in the original movies and the EU and expanded, you know, other stuff that came out after that. It's very specific. Like, there's no modern day real world jargon or like, yeah, like, terms. You, you wouldn't see someone in Star Wars with an umbrella. You might, but it would be a very specific kind yeah. of looking thing. But what I'm saying is you, you wouldn't hear anyone say, like, God damn son of a bitch. That doesn't... Or subdued. They get called yeah, a scruffy nerf herder. Exactly. There, there has to be that kind of... Slurping. I'm going to censor that. And then... Nerf herder. Scruffy nerf beep. Um and this is one of the major problems with all the new Disney movies and, and TV shows is and it ties into that Marvel sense of humor, is that the that way that cadence of talking, the way of talking, the jokes, it doesn't fit in with that. The way yeah. the, and the, 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 there's the, no the yo slang. Mama, there's no yo mama jokes. And that's in Star that's Wars. that's what it's coming down to is the last Jedi breaks all the rules all the time from start that's to right. finish. Subverts them. <laughs> subverts all the rules. And everyone in that movie talks like they're from Today. A 2019 comedy, yeah. and it feels so wrong for Star Wars. And I know that for, for a lot of people listening, that might be like, "Oh, you're just a neckbeard who gets too yeah, no, caught no, no. up." But it would be like making a Lord of the Rings yeah. TV show where people are like, "Sup, dude?" Gandalf's like, "I'll see you guys in the flippity fly." Yeah, wubba lubba dub dub. Like Gandalf's like, "You don't know, thou'st pickle Rick." <laughs> <laughs> Your IQ is not high enough <laughs> to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean. Like you're, you're, and this is it all. You know, it all comes back to you're making a movie or TV show or book or whatever or video game. In a, a uni- an established universe, that's right. You have to respect those the rules that, that rules. have been laid down. Yeah, and the original EU in the nineties did that, and that's why, for the most part, it was so good and so true to the spirit of the originals. Whereas the further we get from the originals, and the further Disney goes with their stuff, yeah, it just gets more and more into the thing where it's it's not even a Star Wars thing anymore. So what's the point? That's right. You know? Well, it's like I always say, there was that, there was that uh, comic I saw uh, after Last Jedi came out. And the joke was, uh, one guy says, oh, yeah, I saw the new Star Wars film. And the other guy goes, oh, how do you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, it had lasers. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's, that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is cool looking ships yeah. and lightsabers yeah. and the Force. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That is Star Wars. Yeah, we talked about like that's, that's all people care about and they don't see or hear anything outside of that. Which is disappointing because at the and end honestly, of the day, a large a large portion of people are perfectly fine with that being Star Wars. Yeah, I think, like I said, that's what people really care about when that's the least. No, they should like care a lot about of people almost. feel like we do. Yeah, no, but no, I think no, yeah. they'll lie about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think generally, considering how well these movies and shows are received, like people generally don't care. Um. All right, a few more things. I like the music in the show. Yeah, the, the music was really, really good. L- Ludwig Göransson, who did the um, Black Panther soundtrack, because so you get that really cool kind of weird. I love how it's like Mandalorian a has his own. Like theme. when he enters a room, there's a specific yeah. thing, and it's also it's kind of like a man with no. Again, Boba Fett. It's kind of like a man with no name western kind of Ennio Morricone theme, yeah. but it's also a weird kind of 
warbled sci- almost sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, it's like a sci-fi version. It's like blue, blue, blue. You know, like it's like a weird. I like that. I do wish again going back to the arguments I always make. I do wish they started. You know, because when they when they made Solo and they made Rogue One, their whole thing was we're going to make these different by not having an opening crawl, and that's the stupidest stupidest thing i've ever heard and it makes no sense all star wars properties the video games even some of the comic books yeah had an opening crawl and the star wars fanfare because at the end of the day like we always say star wars is that old adventure serial so each property has to start with here's where you're at in the story here's the music that introduces you here's the fanfare so Rogue One and Solo should have started with the Star Wars music and the opening crawl. Solo even had that aw- really awkward opening text, but not yeah, this, yeah. you know. So like it would be really cool. Imagine the first live action Star Wars TV show. You turn it on. Yeah. And it says, you know, five years after the Battle of Endor and the destruction and the death of the Empire and yada yada and we find a lone mandalorian gunslinger and yada yada and then we pan down and then the show starts but again this i guess ties into disney's like not caring or not understanding star wars but also then that would mean i think generally the music would have to be more traditional and they tried to do that in rogue one with the the score that sounded kind of like john Williamsy, but also kind of felt off so it's kind of like if they did it, it probably wouldn't work. In this case, I think the weird music sci-fi stuff doesn't really feel Star Warsy, but also I think it works for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, it do. definitely I, does. It works. Like if this show was our ideal version of a Star Wars show, it would have a John Williams style score. Yeah, but it's clearly not that, and it's clearly never going to be that. And the Ludwig, Ludwig Göransson score is really cool. Yeah, really different. A shout out to the artwork at the end of each episode. Oh, that's, yeah. that, that, was, that was my next point. Is I really like the end credits. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah. kind of concept artwork. Yeah, that's really, really nice. Cool. I watched every credit. Usually, I just yeah. turn it off when it gets to the credits. Exactly. I watched every yeah. credit because I really enjoyed sitting there. Yeah. What looking at some of the concept art. Yeah, it looks really cool, um, and the music's like cool to listen to. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, same. I watched all all the credits. Um, what else? That's about it, I reckon. No, there's for, for um, Mandalorian. Yeah, at there's, least. there's a couple more notes I had. Oh yeah, um, one more thing. Uh, like, you know, they announced they're like going to do that Boba Fett movie, and then that got cancelled. And I was like, one of the reasons it got cancelled, I think, is because the Mandalorian show is a Boba Fett show, but without the baggage of having to well, connect to anything. Allegedly, they're going to make a Mandalorian movie if the show gets popular enough. <sighs> I. F- Again, Disney has to figure out what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. It's either a movie or a TV show. Don't fuck around. If they're making this TV show and it's a Disney fucking channel show with a a cheap adventure serial week-to-week kids show and then they're going to make a movie of that, what's that going to (laughs) be? Yeah. Pick pick one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like uh, I feel like... Because it's the Boba Fett show without Boba Fett, which, again, makes sense because they don't want to have that baggage. I think, you know, as much as I love Boba Fett and as much as um, as much as much I lo- would have loved to see a good Boba Fett movie or show, we know Disney can't do that. So, that's off yeah. the table or automatically. 
But I think one of the things with Mandalorian and and Boba Fett is like the reason he's a cool character is because he's mysterious and because he looks cool and like there's that unknowable mystery yeah. and that badassness. The Deathstalkerness to it. Uh, sort of. More, more like a... a and, and this ties into the video game thing that I was talking about. Like, the reason Master Chief is a cool character or the reason Doom Guy is a cool yeah. character is because you're playing a video game and it's more about you're inhabiting the character yeah. and you're moving from from level to level and yeah, clearing right. out bad guys. Whereas when you get to a TV show or a story-driven movie, you know, like, you have to have more there. And I think but as much as I love Boba Fett and as much as I think he is truly a great character... Even though people are like, oh, he's overrated. He's not. He just looks cool. He's actually yeah, really Jenga's dumb. Better. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I, I think he works better as like a side character or a villain. Yeah. And I think Mandalorian, depending on where the show goes, I'm sure. That, like I said, I'm sure they'll develop the character and have his, more of his past and have him take off his helmet. Not necessarily. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure how well he works as a character. Yeah. Because yeah, because we're nearly he's, halfway in. It's eight episodes. Yeah, so there's not a lot lot to go. So they have to hurry up if they want to develop yeah. him a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think a character like this is really cool and can work, but perhaps within a larger at ensemble the moment, yeah. or at the moment, as a secondary character or as a villain. At the moment, he's only a vehicle to progress the plot. What little That's plot a thing. there is. He's also, he's not really that... He's not really that good at fighting either. He he's good at like he's good at fighting. Like he fought the stormtroopers and he fought the Trandoshans, but he got his ass kicked by, that, good by shot, the rhino. That's about it. And he got his ass kicked by the Jawas. Um, I also thought I was like when he's uh, negotiating with the Jawas, and um, and he just like blasts one of them in the face with the flamethrower, and he's like, "Huh, huh? What do you think about that? Huh?" He's like <laughs> such a little bitch. I'm just like, "Fuck! What is this guy a badass stoic or is he like an you know?" Maybe they did. Maybe they did it for humor. Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they're going to show later on that he's not truly in the Mandalorian way. I don't know. What do they say? This is the way. I will show you the way. Yeah, this, <laughs> way. This, this is the way. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Like, I feel like again, this would either be a really good Samurai Jack show about a faceless guy, a warrior training a young Infant like orphan, yeah. um, like a lone wolf and cub thing, or it should go the other way and it should be like an hour-long drama, character-driven series with an ensemble cast of characters and exploring the world, you know, and, and where, the wor- where the universe is at post-Return the Jedi. Or they should have just done a Mandalorian show about the culture and the... An ensemble Mandalorian show. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. And one, you know, one where they actually take off the helmets well, and have, you know, like... Well, it'll be interesting because it's already been greenlit for another season. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if... So, that... is The Witcher, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a no-brainer. Netflix, yeah, yeah, Netflix yeah. is a mess. around. If... And Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a no-brainer. I'm wondering if... Uh, I'm wondering if they'll, ex- like, they'll take up this feedback and they'll explore more backstory in the second season. Like, now that they uh, know... Yeah. Now they know that people are interested because mm. it's, it's, it's been pretty it successful depends, so far. Yeah. It depends. Oh man, anything Star Wars is successful. Yeah, exactly. It also depends on, like I said, what are they trying to do with this show? And my theory that I've been talking about these last couple of hours is that it's just a safe da- Disney yeah. Channel uh, action show that where you to can draw miss, people into yeah, Disney Plus. You, you can miss a couple episodes, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it has to be more. I think at this point in in the streaming wars, in this point, at this point, that's right. 
at this point in the nature of how stories are told on sure. television. Look, when you're competing how, against Watchmen and The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. And and how, you know, we've talked about, you know, movies used to be where storytelling is and TV show used to be where just action and, you know, it's flipped. Uh, you know, now it's flipped. But Star Wars, the movies have just become dumb and nonsensical. And now the show, that could be the place where you get all the action and the world building. But now that's just kind of an action show. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what they do with the Obi-Wan show. Nothing good. Where it's like, what? How are they going to... Yeah, don't. Do I want to know? No, we don't want to know. Nope. No. At at the very... If if they are going to do all these series on Disney+, Plus, they should just be like six episodes each, standalone, or they should be like an anthology. Yeah. Anthology would be good. You know? Like, yeah. here's an Obi-Wan episode Love, about... Death and Robots set in Star Wars. Sort of. It's like, here's a live-action Obi-Wan episode with Ewan McGregor returning, and it's an hour long, maybe a bit longer. It's just him cooking and, soup in the desert. Yeah, and it's just about his life in the desert, him watching over Luke, him getting into a bit of trouble here and there, him meditating. Being slightly racist as an old man in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> just damn, yelling at Damn him. sand people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get off my lawn, you damn bantha herder. Um, but yeah, and then they could do, you know, like, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you can sustain a f- like yeah. full series. I don't know. Duh. We'll see. Uh, not bad. It's just, yeah. it's nice, yeah. It's nice not to truly hate Star Wars, a yeah. Star Wars property. Um, and that's the best. That's the best glowing. Um, that's the, yeah. the glowing you know, endorsement. You know, that's a glowing endorsement. If you've listened <laughs> yeah. to the show before, it's not that bad. I don't hate it. <laughs> oh god, that's the best you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, Nathan, did you want to talk about uh, Fallen Order? Uh, I think we can probably save it for another um, another yeah, time. Another another time. Maybe maybe once I've played it, we yeah, can we can have a good chin wag about it. Yeah, because I think a lot of things I'm seeing from that. You know, because I haven't played it, but just the gameplay and the, the some of the story trailers and that, I see some of the same problems I do in in all Disney Look, properties. The, the it's story like, it's taking too much from the prequels, but with the fake like member of the original. There are some story. There are some story issues I do have with it. Yeah. We're already pretty much out of time. I, I could spend an no, hour yeah. talking but, about yeah. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about um, it So maybe time, next but, time. But um, maybe but we'll do a mini-sode on it once yeah. you've played it. I think all Disney Star Wars properties now have that problem yeah. of using the original, the look of the original movies through the Rogue One gritty filter, but not knowing where to go with it, not knowing how to stay true to the spirit of the originals, and then just being like, well, the prequel stuff is what people are familiar with. The Clone Wars show and the Rebels show are what kids like and what's canon, and we don't have much else in our in our canon. What I, what I will and say... And so they're kind of taking too much from that. What I will say is most of the story doesn't draw anything from the previous films. It's most of the story beats center yeah. around a completely original idea. No, no, but I'm, I just mean the the ideas of the the inquisitors and Saw Gerrera and oh yeah yeah that's Saw all, Gerrera that's all, that's all clone wars Starkiller stuff base. yeah you know what there's i mean there's a couple of a couple of small issues like that they could have yeah. just kept saw out of it and i would have been happy yeah yeah i um, i think yeah. i think the game overall is amazing i thoroughly enjoyed it mm. and ea was very smart to let respawn make a game yeah well uh behind titanfall titanfall 2 yeah. apex legends Titan- um <coughs> 
They're probably the best studio <laughs> EA has, really. Timefall 2 is so good. Yeah. Uh, Still haven't played it. I've played the first level. Oh, man. Level. Oh, man. It's, it's really short. You can smash it out. But uh, it's there's a lot of the sort of, like... Like the physicality that Reflex is good at yeah. like working with, movement, it yeah. works really well. So like you know, you can do all the the running on walls and a lot of the sort yeah. of jumping, climbing, all that kind of stuff is really good. The combat's really good. Mm. Sort of you have to parry. I played it on the intended difficulty, which was quite difficult. Okay, I had to turn down the difficulty on a couple of buses. Yeah, because it's punishing. Yeah, in a good way. It's challenging. It challenges but you. It's also one of those games where you kind of level up as you go, and so it's, I mean, that challenge yes kind of comes. It's kind of like control in a way. In, in a way, you get more powers, but the base combat sort of stays the same. Okay, it's all about parrying and evasion rather than like throwing yeah. for because a lot of the bosses are immune to your force powers. If yeah. I'm fighting a Sith or another force wielder they're just gonna sort of knock back my force ability yeah. so you have to their combat still maintain it's still grounded in sort of lightsaber combat yeah can i i just want to ask one question before we finish can you choose the color of your lightsaber yes. because i've seen a lot of gameplay playthroughs where in one scene it'll be be blue in another scene it'll be green and, and i'm like is the game doing it is the player doing that you can customize your lightsaber however you want it okay good yeah, I thought can, it was the game was changing colors willy nilly nah, when you, can you had cuss, to do a different. You, uh, you know when you know when you change a weapon, uh, yeah, change yeah, yeah. a function on your weapon, it changes color. I was like, yeah, I nah. hope they don't do that. No, nah, you can change. You can customize your look, the ship's look, yeah, um, and your lightsaber and the color of your droid. Okay, that's cool. Um, they're all unlockables. Yeah. Uh, so aside from the the actual colors of your crystals, which are like, I guess they come through story progression mm. or whatever. Everything else, all the customization, come uh, come through chests that you find in the game there's nothing that you can miss outside of like one thing mm. minor spoiler it you can miss getting a double-sided lightsaber blade that comes okay. through exploration rather than story well i guess that's like a secret easter egg maybe. kind of like but a, it has a, a heavy bonus. impact on the gameplay oh because okay. you can change your fighting style mm, yeah which has pros i di- i didn't like it that much it's good when fighting groups yeah but i still found just a single blade better mm. But that's the only thing you can miss. Everything else is just cosmetic, and it doesn't really impact anything. Mm. There's no DLC or multiplayer or anything. It's just a pure focused adventure experience, yeah. and it is really good. Okay, cool. Once well, you play it, we'll we'll give it a really good it's, um, it's review. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny that, like, because, you know, everyone knows my feelings towards Star Wars and all the new stuff coming out. I'm just, like, not excited about it when I really should be, but... That's what Disney did, is they took all the passion of it away from me. But with The Mandalorian being okay and me not hating it, and with everyone saying Fallen Order is actually pretty good, finally, because it hasn't been a good Star Wars game in a long time, yeah, I'll be interested to play it and see, like, maybe the next couple of things won't won't be that bad. I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TuesdayReviewAU. Follow James on Instagram at ChannelDrifter where he talks about all the movies we don't get to talk about on the show. You can find our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app. If you like video games, check out Alan and Jake's show, Sunrise Arcade. If you like automotive discussion, check out Matty J's show, Car Talk, T-R-R-Q-U-E. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. Adios, cousins.